0: Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater.
1: And I'm Rachel Olson. And
0: Rachel, there are days when I get up and I try very hard to uh, dress right and get my hairs all playing nice with one another and laying in the right direction. And I put my makeup on and I head out the door and I feel like I am ready for the day. But there are other days... When I really don't want to get out of my jammies. And whether it is on the well-made-up days or the uh, jammy days, I feel like inside, I'm always the same person. Even if I may look better on the outside to people that run into me on the street than those who may uh, come to my door and see my bedhead hair or what we always called pillow perm hair. I, I, I try to, to be the same on the inside no matter what I look like on the outside. And so today I want to talk a little bit about the image that sometimes our society wants us to well craft uh, to make it It's a new way of saying keeping up with the Joneses.
1: So you're talking about having a Pinterest worthy life or um, Instagramming your perfect life, the highlights of everything, looking in its best cropped and filtered uh, self kind of a thing? Even in my grandchildren, I mean the
0: little tiny ones, six-year-olds that have learned because they've had so many pictures taken of them, that they need to put one foot in front of the other and stand a certain way for the camera to have a good angle. How can you not have a good angle at six years old? But (laughs) it's the society that we live in. They see the images across their TVs, across their iPads, across their phone, and suddenly we all start feeling that pressure of needing a well-crafted image.
1: Well, we see everybody else's well-crafted image, and so we want to conform, and we want to keep up. And when everybody else looks so good, y- you know, I I don't know what my best angle or side is. I don't know how to properly pose for a selfie. <laughs> I Everybody else knows, uh, I was spoke at a conference recently, and every Every single other female speaker on this conference lineup, all of them are turned at the just right angle that they all look, you know, skinny and and uh, wrinkle-free. And then there's me, and I'm just standing like full face-on to the camera, like which makes me look like a linebacker. And my and my head, I, might, I was probably laughing or something, but my head is pulled back a little bit, so I so I look like I have like that turtle kind of a face, you know, the neck and the head just pops out and it just is so unflattering. And I am aware that I don't know how to pose. Um, And I have friends on Facebook that like, I know these friends in person um, and I, I love them dearly, but their Facebook photos, their selfies that they post always look better than they look in real life. I don't know how they accomplish that. But what I wind up doing is just avoiding the camera and not posting photos. <laughs> that's my solution but yes you know. but I want to look as good as every other girl in that photo I'm not happy when I see the group photo come back and I look like the linebacker and they all look like you know Cindy Crawford so I understand this impulse we are probably the most photographed generation in human history and we do because we do Instagram our lives or Facebook post our lives we do have people seeing us and seeing our lives at all different times that typically nobody else would except maybe the family who lives in the house with you. So I get the I get the impulse to feel like I need to, you know, have a well-crafted image that I put out there for people so that it is palatable to them and so I don't feel like a linebacker compared to everyone else you know I
0: think that it's a different uh, different need in different folks but here's here's what I've seen play out and we used to see it mostly with just Hollywood celebrities like the in the 40s 50s 60s even 70s and 80s you would see all of the PR people, and I used to be in PR, like that's what I did. And so you would see the PR people telling people how to make sure that they, they crafted the things that they were saying and the way that they were looking so that they would project this image that everyone would fall in love with. Well, the problem with that is that you can't be yourself. And all of a sudden, you've created something that is something you cannot keep doing. You know, it's one of those things that you will eventually burn out. And that's why in Hollywood, you would see people that, like Greta Garbo, for example, like this was way back in the day of the 20s, 30s, 40s. And she said, I want to be left alone. You know, that was... She just got so tired of everybody chasing her down to take pictures of her, to wonder, well, why doesn't she look like the poster that I saw in the movie theater? And she just wanted to be left alone. And I think that's what happens. Only instead of it just being celebrities now, everybody, everybody can be a celebrity type, whether you're just putting it on your own Facebook page or Instagram, or you have a YouTube channel, suddenly you are crafting the image that you want everyone to see, and there's a lot of danger in that.
1: That makes me think of, as you were talking there, Marilyn Monroe, right? That's her stage name. Her actual name was Norma Jean, Um, so she had this entire image created. Now, part of it was her own doing. Part of it, as you said, was PR people and studio executives helping her craft it. But nonetheless, this whole persona was created. Now, it is a piece of her. Um, Marilyn Monroe is a piece of Norma Jean, but it is a very small, well-crafted and well-presented piece of her that I think she would say and and has said as much in in various um, interviews and writings. That it becomes sort of a, a jail cell. It becomes sort of a I can't be the, my full self because people now expect to always see this one small facet of me. There's a fascinating story. I can't remember who. The gentleman was Um A a well-known Gentleman Actor or Producer type Was on the set Of the movie studio Where she was working And it was You know Between takes And they were walking Out of the The film studio And they were going Down the street You know In the I don't know If they're in MGM Or where they're at And they're walking Down the street And he is amazed That she's not being Flocked with people Um Surrounding her And Because that's What would always happen When she Stepped foot Outside of her house And so He said to her Why Is nobody You know Responding to you And she said Because I'm not being Marilyn Monroe Do you want to see Marilyn Monroe And then she threw The exact little wiggle In her walk And her face Contorted into The little You know Sexy siren Marilyn Monroe look And she did All the body Movements That went along With that Image And in a short amount of time, suddenly people are saying, oh, it's Marilyn Monroe, and they're flocking over. Um, So it was really fascinating that she could walk down the street and not be recognized so long as she didn't take on any of those mannerisms. But then what a trap, though, to uh, to, to feel like you were only known or only loved for this one curated image image of yourself and how fearful it must be then to not know if you would be loved or accepted if you, you know, if Marilyn Monroe rolled out and walked down the street with perm pillow perm or whatever bedhead you called it. Well, you know, I I think that our society today
0: has taken that well-crafted image look to a whole new level because we all have Access to see anything Anywhere, anytime About anyone And it is so overwhelming And you and I, Rachel Were, uh, we both Attended different classes A dozen years ago That told us that it's Very important to have An image and to Make sure that you portray That image And from the moment I heard that I was like, ooh, I want yeah, Of course, I want to be someone that people will say, oh, she's a woman of her word, and she stands on what God says, but I didn't want it to become uh, that well-crafted, almost phony image because i i could not help getting what god says out of my mind about those types of things and when you look at matthew chapter 6 it says be careful not to practice your righteous deeds in front of others to be seen by them and then it goes on and says you know be careful when you pray not to stand in the synagogues and on the street corners so you'll be seen by everyone be careful." Be careful when you give to the needy. Be careful how you do it. And that's because God knows that we can easily fall into the trap of wanting everybody to say, Wow, look at them. They've got it all together. How many times have we looked at a Facebook post or a devotion or a a, a television personality Someone that we've looked up to that can't keep up that persona that has been um, put out there for them for so long. And suddenly we hear how they crumble and fall apart. Well, we're the same way. You cannot keep that, that exterior uh, image that you've crafted so well. You can't keep that up forever. Sooner or later, something will crack. And God says, the reason that it's really important not to do that is so that your father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. Hey, he sees all the things that are happening in you and by you, behind the closed doors, and he loves you. He doesn't need All of the trappings that we've learned over the last decade to stand just right so our (laughs) our image will not show our double chin so we won't look like a linebacker so we won't have pillow perm and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have these wonderful uh, tools because honestly Rachel Facebook I've had so many women stop me and say you have no idea you have no idea how this has helped me i mean it's been like my lifeline to help get me through when i've read the right scripture at the right time and i've you know read the right devotion at the right moment nothing wrong with that god god expects us to utilize the tools that we have i mean didn't he give the talents to people and he said Go do something wise with them Don't bury it in the backyard But it, I think when we cross over the line Of starting to buy into all of the fake image That you, you are projecting When you start believing that you are that person That is uh, just a portion of who you really are That's when the danger comes in
1: I agree and I think it can come in when we are watching everybody else's posts and everybody else's feeds and everybody else's videos and making that assumption too about them that that is who they are and that you know you know I have this thing where I say life is 50-50 for everybody. There's 50% good that happens and there's 50% bad that happens and there's you know 50% of the time we make the right choice and 50% of the time yikes I messed that up. Um, so, you know But that, that, that's not always It's not a 50-50 mix When you're scrolling on Instagram <laughs> It's, you know uh, it's, You don't see the 50-50 And it can be uh, tempting to believe That you're the only person That has, you know Half your life going wrong <laughs> Or crazy Or you or you, are, you have regrets You know, every, it can you can think that everybody else Just, you know, they just woke up this way <laughs> And uh, meanwhile, you know, you're trying to figure out how to contort yourself and put on concealer and, you know, uh, and look halfway presentable. And meanwhile, they've got, you know, 14 filters on. I wish I knew how to use some filters to make myself look better. Um, It's not that I'm against that. It's not that I don't have the vanity to want to. It's that, I don't know. I I can't get around to making that happen on my to do list. It's so funny because you don't just have that in.
0: The way that pictures are taken, uh, I just was around a young girl, senior in high school, who uh, was, uh, you know, just a cutie. She's a cutie anyway, but you know, her she didn't have makeup on. She she was just in regular jeans and a shirt and hanging out with all of us around Thanksgiving holidays. And when they said, "Oh, let's take a group picture," she said, "Wait." I need some time. I need a time of when we're going to take the picture. And so we're all like, okay, because, you know, we're like just going to go grab a shot of a picture. And we didn't think it, we needed forewarning on that, but she did. She wanted forewarned and wanted time to make everything perfect. So she went in and disappeared for a while and she came out and her face was flawless I mean flawless there was no freckle there was no blemish there was nothing and everything looked like she was inside a filter everything every hair was in place everything looked shiny on her hair I was like how did you do that I mean, in that's thir- what I'm wondering. I know in 30 minutes you're a senior in high school, and you transformed your face and your hair like crazy. How did that? How did that happen? But she looked amazing, and she said, "I never take a picture until I've done that." And I was like, "Oh, honey, that to me was a little sad because I." I get it that it's fun to look flawless but What about the other 50% what about the other part that makes you you?
1: Well, yeah, cuz the trap comes when you feel like you won't be loved or accepted if you're not flawless I I, we all have an impulse to want to look flawless be flawless, you know make all the best choices that's that's not the the that's not a bad impulse um except that you can lose sight of the fact that yes life is 50 50 everybody's 50 50 and jesus loves us as we are flawed thank god um that he you know covers that with his grace he he's looking for the the blemished lamb not the unblemished lamb um you know that uh So, yeah, it's hard to to navigate today's world with its, you know, shiny, well-crafted images everywhere you look. And you want to participate in that and you want to not pale in comparison to that. But it's also very easy then to fall into that trap of feeling like you truly need to be flawless in order to be loved or accepted or respected. You know,
0: if you realize that uh, Jesus Himself was nothing really to look at, and and you can't tell that by all the pretty pictures we see of Him, uh, you know, from artists who absolutely love to paint His image. They love Him so much they want Him to be because He's beautiful to them. They paint these beautiful pictures of Him. But that's not what the Bible tells us. In Isaiah, it says he was really nothing to look at. And and so when you think about that, he was not, uh, people were not drawn to him because he looked so great. They weren't drawn to him like a celebrity. They were drawn to him because of the absolute love that oozed out of him. Because he is love. And so I think the big the big message of this whole topic is we all have the desire to want to be our best we do there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that we want to look our best when we go outside we want to do you know face the world with our best foot forward and and have on our all, all the things in place However, as we've seen from Hollywood celebrities over the decades that have crashed and burned, they've done that because there are always going to be people that once you set yourself up to be flawless, there are going to be people that start looking at you with a microscope. They're going to come at you and look As if you're under a magnifying glass and they want to seek that flaw that you've been hiding. And we all have them. And when that happens, it's like a a cyber bullying because you all of a sudden feel like, oh, I've been found out and now the world will hate me because of that. And it can spiral you down into depression unless you unless you do something preemptively you start being yourself you start showing the days that you look great and you're going out on a date with your hubby great but then you also are real about those times when you just didn't quite fit the fit the bill you just said I don't want to get out of my jammies today I'm not feeling like A hundred percent, I'm feeling more like 75 today I think that when we start accepting that we are human And that we don't need to be that well-crafted image all the time That's when God can start getting the glory instead of us
1: Well, you know, it is the, uh, I guess the challenge of uh, these current generations And they struggle a lot Uh, With anxiety and I think this is a part of it. The challenge is how do you participate in in the world in the culture which in today's times is very much on social media. How do you participate in that um, in a way that is authentic to you and you know webster defines authentic as being true to one's personality spirit or character so how do you participate in a culture a a social media culture in a way that is authentic to you but also in a way that is authentic to how social media works you know if i just i I, you know i had someone in fact just in the last month a uh, instagram specialist say to, to me and a whole group of people that that they were you know leading in this session um on how to use Instagram well. She was saying to be relentlessly positive. Um, that that the Instagram users want to just see happy, positive uh, posts and images. That Instagram was not a place to, you know, vent your anger about, you know, you're mad at the phone company. Or to, you know, talk politics or whatnot. And, and I get that. I get that we might want a shiny, happy place in life to go escape to. Um, but how do you... How do you conform to that while also living a life that is not shiny, happy, and perfect? How do you be authentic to yourself and who you are and participate in these um, forums of people on social media where we are seeing well-crafted images? I think it's a challenge for today um, that previous generations have not had to face. And I think it's something that we have to um, uh, have conversations about, you know? how we want to how we want to live our lives on and offline. I love that. And you know that is that happens even
0: in the radio world that I live in. They tell us, you know, you people don't come to listen to the radio to hear anything negative. They want to be uplifted because the world is negative and they live the negative. So they want to come and have their spirits lifted and I totally get that. And I am I am 100% on board with Let's give each other encouragement But I also know that it's vital That we don't allow our image To be so well crafted That we lose who we really are You were made by God And you are perfect Let me just say that again You are perfect God created you and he loves you And he has so much in store for you, so don't ever buy into the lie that you have to be well-crafted because he loves the 50% that's not, and he loves the 50% that is. And when we find that balance in him, that's When we find joy Hey, may the God of hope Give you the courage To encourage others We'll see you back here next week Thanks for joining us today At Encouragement Cafe With Luann and friends Where women gather Friends laugh And hearts mend Let's continue our conversation Hop online When you get a chance To sit down and breathe At EncouragementCafe.com Remember This is God's ministry So we ask for your prayers As we reach out to women In Jesus' name We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.